Welcome to my little live stream from the car. It's alternate side of the street parking day. And uh, and here we are. What's up, Vincent Scaramuzzo? How are you, brother? Thanks for checking in uh, yesterday. I really appreciate it. Rachel up there in Minnesota and Justin and Rich Donovan and Cody Zone. What's up, Cody? How are you? Uh, morning, how's the back? Jennifer Ferris. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I put an update on the... Uh, the private Facebook group. I talk to the private Facebook group more than anyone else. I mean, I'll fool around with the Twitter and I'll put my goofy videos up on YouTube and Instagram. But when it comes to like uh, real crap, I only talk to uh, the private Facebook group and I gave an update on that. Um, I'm, uh, I I'm having a real, real tough time with my, with my back. It went out a couple weeks ago. Um, I've been laying around for literally two and a half weeks in misery, 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 irritable, on edge as I adjust my seat because it, I, the back's not better, but take your hat off. Why would I take my hat off? My hair is very greasy right now. Um, but I, I feel a little better today. I'm getting there, but this, uh, this, uh, particular back throw out that I had, has been very, very problematic. And that's why I haven't been live streaming because it just, it affects everything. It gives you headaches. It, it makes it hard to think. You get pains in your hips, your legs. It's just terrible. Uh, getting hair plugs. No, why would I, why would I get hair plugs, my, my brother? Um, but uh, thanks for asking, Jennifer, first. I'm, um, I'm doing all right. I'm on a side street in New York City, and I'm uh, doing the alternate side of the street parking. I was hoping it was uh, one of those obscure Jewish holidays today, but uh, no luck. No luck for the kids. So, what's up, Pat Duffy? How are you, buddy? I just explained it. I would be live streaming my ass off if it wasn't for this back, but I literally um, can't focus. I can't concentrate. I get headaches from this stupid back issue. Well, this uh, particular one. And I, I start getting better, and then next thing you know, I think I'm I'm back, and I start uh, I start uh, doing yoga and stretching, and next thing you know, I just irritate the hell out of it. So, are you avoiding street sweepers again? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Alternate side of the street parking. I just have to sit here for an hour and a half. If I get through uh, and move out of the way of the street sweeper, it gets a little it gets a little tense. It's a game. When that street sweeper comes, you see it in your side view mirror. Then I got to actually move from where I am to like the other side of the street. The street sweeper comes through and then everyone does a, a mad scramble to get back in their spots. And sometimes you lose your spot because of that. Uh, it's kind of intense. But then if the street sweeper goes by and you get back in your spot, then I'm good for a week. Time to smoke some of the green stuff, Cody Zone says. I was, I was thinking of doing a little of that just for uh, a little pain management because... I refuse to do any pain medication for my back, which is just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the thing to do is. I, I'm trying to get my, my back better. I'm trying to stabilize it. Then I'll start doing some yoga and stretching and then I got to go get an MRI. Uh, but I, I honestly think, unfortunately, because of my age and getting older and stuff that, um, I'm going to have to get some kind of surgery to stabilize this damn thing. Uh, Chris says he couldn't handle that parking. That's why he moved to the suburbs. Yeah, it's one of the many problematic things of living in this damn city that they call the greatest city on, on earth. It's a shithole. It's a piece of crap. It's not the greatest city in the world. It's, it's beyond stressful. It knocks everybody out. 
this city's great for people that have more money than they know what to do with. Then the city is absolutely amazing. But everyone else, they just struggle. And they live paycheck to paycheck. There are people all around me right now. There's a whole bunch of buildings, right? And there's uh, they're, they're one-bedroom apartments. They're two-bedroom apartments, maybe, for the most part. And uh, a one-bedroom apartment in New York City is going for well over a million dollars now. I think it's something like uh, 1.25 is like the basic average for a one-bedroom apartment in New York City. Uh, hold on. Pat Duffy says, also, my brother had spinal fusion a couple years back. His back was absolutely destroyed from years of flying in the military. And when he had the surgery, it was like his back was better than it ever was. All right. Well, you know, I got to update my info on the back because... Uh, I went for an MRI about over 10 years ago now, and they're like, yeah, you got two very bad herniated discs, but with a lot of rehab and stretching and uh, a lot of core, you could um, you could definitely manage this thing. Um, and they also suggested way back then, and everyone I talked to, they're like, don't get the back surgery. They don't got that crap figured out yet. But now another 10 years have gone by. And more and more people are saying that uh, they've had uh, great success with the back surgery. So I gotta, I gotta kind of, I gotta kind of up my thinking, and get the MRI, and then uh, talk to some surgeons and see if uh, you know I'm a good candidate for some kind of back surgery. I, it bums me out because I really didn't want to go down that road. But when these uh, when these incidences happen and I pull my back, it's the the recovery is uh, taking longer and longer. And it's affecting what I do because I, I missed about two weeks of live streaming because of this damn back. Uh, so where was I? Oh, yeah. So they call this the greatest city on earth. But it's it's really a struggle for most people unless you have ridiculous money. And um, the average apartment, the average one-bedroom apartment in New York City. So you get a bedroom. You get a little kitchen area, one bathroom, maybe one and a half bathrooms, and a tiny little kind of uh, living room area. That's well over a million dollars, 1.25 minimum, okay? And then there's a lot of people that they have family, so they have to kind of squeeze a two-bedroom apartment in New York City, and that's uh, well over $2.5 million. And if you have more than two kids, then you got to you know shove kids in, uh, in one room so you have more living space. And they call this the greatest city on earth. Go F yourself. So eventually it knocks everybody out because you can't, you can't sustain that. Uh, living on top of each other will drive you nuts uh, to the point where you're going to want to move to the sub suburbs or the city taxes will eventually knock you out. Uh, so I fucking hate the city. I think it's garbage. Um, the people are miserable. Uh, I, what I've noticed on the streets lately is that everybody wants a confrontation. You could see it in their eyes. They're pretty much saying, I dare you. Everybody wants to fight. Everybody's on edge. Uh, that's just normal living for New York City, but then you throw in the pandemic and then, you know, you can see where it would be incredibly uh, problematic. Hey, uh, move to Rochester. Weeze needs a next door neighbor. Oh, my God. If the winters weren't so... Oh, my God. Is that the street sweeper ready? Oh, we're making the move, guys. Starting up the car. No seatbelt for the kid. Everyone's moving out of the way of the street sweeper. I'm going to wait last minute because I, I got to figure this out. All right, everyone's lining up nice. So everyone's uh, doing uh, doing the right thing so far. Street sweeper is way at the end of the street. 
This is going to kind of distract the live stream, but who cares? There's nobody watching this. Where are there? Oh, okay, a little over 100 people between the YouTube and the Facebook. That's not too bad. And then you got to watch out for uh, people that want to sneak in. Oh, God, I'm moving on my spot. I hope this works. Sometimes this doesn't work. Whoa. All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the phone. I don't know if this is going to work. You know what? I'm going to start the live stream over. Let me get let me get this done, and then I'll sit nice in the car, and we'll start over. I'll be back in a few minutes, guys. I told Guy, <laughs> off, you know, off uh, off mic that I, I thanked him because it was uh, Guy yeah. Fieri that turned me on to Carl. He's a blessing. When Guy used to come through a lot. I dropped him off like a homeless you, kid. You <laughs> <laughs> Please just feed and water this once in a while. In a basket with a note. <laughs> I hate it. He was in a cage. <laughs> guy would uh, come, guy would come through a lot. He would do the show, you know, a bunch. But then there were times he was here and busy with all the shows. Right. And so I would grab Carl as yeah. guys walking out yeah, the hall. Because he like, was licking the door. <laughs> There's gravy on here. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is too good. Oh, my God, it's so good. Uh, How did you meet the Cuban? And how so, many years ago now? Were you at Miami? He floated up. <laughs> Close. Like a manatee. Yeah. He's on a refrigerator door floating up to you. Bobby! He'd, Bobby! He'd been, he'd been muled in a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, I was, uh, what was it? I just got on Food Network. So I'm walking along, I go to this Cuban restaurant. The music's great, everything's going nuts, barely can hear anything. And I'm having a cocktail sitting there. I got a couple buddies with me, and, and, and Mr. comes up, and he's. <laughs> He had like 18 espressos and grind off his back teeth. He's like, you want to buy a watch? <laughs> it's a Smurf. It's a Smurf. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you run over school kids? No, she told us. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> yeah, I just spilled chicken everywhere. Oh. <laughs> Well, do what Carl will do and scoop it up with your hand and put it back in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, call the Board of Health. <laughs> you like the fucking Green Reaper. It's like, well, why is it a penny on my chicken? <laughs> no. no, it's not that bad. It was just like a dream. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Look, honey, these chicken, this chicken comes with an extra toothpick and a dinner mint. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh shit. Hang on, everybody. There she goes. All right, that was, uh, that was intense. I am now back. I almost got in a fight with the guy in front of me, an Asian guy with a poodle. He thought I stole his spot, just like I told you. That's why I had to stop the live stream, because it gets really, really intense, this alternate side of the street parking. I've seen I've seen fist fights over this, and if you don't do it right, you could get in a lot of fucking trouble, man. So last I left you, I was sitting in my car, peaceful, talking about my back, talking about how much New York City sucks. Another reason why New York City sucks is this alternate side of the street parking because, uh, you know, there's not a lot of parking in New York to begin with. And then uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of corruption with the garages in New York City. They're 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 uh, charging so much effing money that more people are trying to 
uh, park on the street to save, you know, $800, $900, $1,000 a month. And I'm one of those people. I'm like, you know what? You're not really working. Uh, your garage wants close to $1,000 a month. So you can sit in your car every once in a while. You can live stream. You can make something of it. And you can save that money and put it towards something else. So, you know, it's uh, it's easily $10,000 a year I'm saving by doing this. Um, and I like the action. I'm not going to lie to you. I like the action. Fighting not good for back pain. No kidding. That's why I... I, I told him, don't start that shit. I really wish I left the uh, the camera on because it was pretty intense. So what happened was you sit in your car. You have to wait for the meter maids. The meter maids come on by. They're now part of the NYPD, which pisses everybody off because now they could call the NYPD when they have an issue. But the meter maids come to see if you're sitting in your car because technically from 9 to 1030, you're illegally parked unless you're sitting in your car. So uh, the first step is the meter maids come up and down these roads. Oh, I, I, I lost my voice yelling at this guy. I'll get into that in a second. So they go up and down, and they give tickets to all the people that aren't sitting in their cars like me, like a dummy. So if you get past that, then you sit here for an hour and a half. And then what you have to wait for is the street sweeper. You know, the street sweeper comes through, and... Uh, they make believe they're they're cleaning the streets, but they're just throwing pebbles and dirt from one side of the road to the other side of the road. It's sometimes they throw a little water down, and then it's all just like muddy garbage. A lot of people they get uh, dings on their uh, windows because the street sweepers they throw rocks and, and debris up in the air. It hits your car. You're not even here because maybe you're legally parked, and you don't even know until the next time you go get your car that the street sweeper popped a pebble up and messed up your uh, your windshield. Uh, I just got $20 money for alternate side parking uh, violations. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. We've been back in the city almost a month and so far no violations. But you got to factor that in. Every once in a while you're going to get caught and uh, you're going to get a, you know, a $100, uh parking ticket. So then the street sweeper comes through, makes believe it's clean the streets, but it's bullshit. It's just a revenue stream for this god-awful city that is New York City. It's just a way to make uh, more fucking money from us trying to make a living in this damn town. Because um, they're not really cleaning the streets, let's be honest. But you got to move your car, man. They get really, really aggressive. And sometimes they got a meter maid just following them and just giving tickets to cars that aren't moving or don't have people in them as the street sweeper goes through. It's a whole thing. So as soon as you see the street sweeper, you move out of your spot and then you got to tuck all the way on, uh, in, in this case, all the way this way to the other side of the street. There's not a lot of room. And now the street, uh, street sweeper squeezes in and makes believe it's clean in the street. And then everyone goes back into their parking spot. And usually it's an honor system where everyone acknowledges they got an actual spot. And uh, for the most part, everyone goes back into their spot. So uh, the street sweeper goes through. Uh, now it's time to get back into our parking spots. And all of a sudden a lady up ahead, about three or four cars in front of me goes, hey, did someone sneak in? Cause I can't fit anymore. This Asian guy rolls down his window because he was the guy and, and points and goes, it's the car behind me. I jump up red hot. And I go, don't start that shit. You don't want to start that shit. 
And then the lady looks at me, was it you? And I'm like, no, it wasn't me. But I wasn't going to say it was him because I'm not going to do what he just did. And then I looked at him again. I go, don't start that shit. Get back in your fucking car. So now, now I'm sitting here and he's right in front of me and we had a confrontation. So now it's kind of awkward for everybody. But uh, that's that's the, the horseshit people uh, play because, you know, it gets it gets pretty intense and uh, and it gets pretty desperate for people trying to park their car. So they'll do anything because if they don't park now, they can wander these streets up and down these streets for I, I've, I've done it for like two hours before someone finally pulls out of a, a legal spot. So you'll do anything like lie like this guy did in, in front of me. So then. Everyone uh, moved their cars a little. Like I squeezed back a, a foot or two. Then the idiot in front of me that I had the confrontation with, he squeezed a couple feet back towards my car. And then someone up there moved forward, and we were able to get the lady in. So I think we're all good. What's up, Andy? Uh, Valen, how are you? Opie, put on uh, your scuba mask and pretend you're underwater fighting. Well, I, I knew, I knew I'm in, I was in no shape to fight. So I had to get really loud to intimidate this guy because he has no idea that I have a bad back. Because if he called me out and, and decided to walk toward my car, I'm not going to lie to you. I would have I lost to this guy. Hey, Tim Kane. Tim Kane gave me five bucks for the ibuprofen. I actually been uh, doing the Motrin, doing some Motrin for the back. So uh, there you go. Oh, my God. Why didn't I keep the camera on? You guys would have loved that. Oh, you guys would have loved that. Maybe, maybe if I'm feeling it, I'll uh, I'll roll down the window. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. But it could be a problem. You never know when you put a camera in someone's face. But maybe I'll do that. Uh, like, give me a few minutes to calm down and try to figure it out. Because it really just happened less than, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes ago. Maybe I'll go up and go, are you all right? Because here's the other problem. Now, I yelled and screamed at him, right? He's mad at me. Now, he could easily circle back. I'm not saying I've ever done... I haven't done this. I'm not going to even tease it. I've never done this. But people have been known to uh, come back after everyone leaves and do a little something-something to the car because they were that mad. So he might be in that car right now just stewing away. And then at 10.30 when we all get to go home, he might circle back. You never know. So I think at the very least I am going to go up to him and, and make sure everything is cool. Because I, I, I can't deal with someone messing uh, my car up. That happened once, by the way. All right. So this goes way, way back. Um, uh, uh, whatever. L like it matters. But it, it's got to be 10 years. It's got to be 10 years. Uh, I was looking for alternate side of the street parking. I was with my now wife. Um, and we found uh, this spot. And uh, I parked nice. Right. And as I'm getting ready to get out of my car and go to my apartment, another car comes and there was a motorcycle in front of my car. OK, important to the story. So I back in all nice. There's a motorcycle in front of my car. He's sitting nice. And uh, all of a sudden this older guy, he had to be I would say he was probably 70 with his uh, girlfriend, excuse me, girlfriend or uh, wife, whatever. There's a spot in front of the motorcycle. The problem was that he backed up, and I think he might have had a little too much. He might have been overserved. Backs right up, right into the motorcycle, 
right? And really fucks up the motorcycle. And then he gets out of his car like he's gonna, he don't give a fuck about that guy and his motorcycle. So I jump out of my car and go, hey, you just, you just fucked up this guy's motorcycle, right? You gotta leave a note or something. He's like, I ain't leaving a note. And then me and him get into it like, I, I'm like, that's just wrong. I don't know why I get involved. I don't get involved as much. I really don't. Ah, my back. And the stupid lumbar supporting this car like it deflates. You get it all nice and you get comfort and then you could feel the lumbar support, whatever it is called. It's like a mini airbag, I guess. Just goes and deflates and you just got to keep pumping it up uh, and, uh, and getting more air into this damn thing. So uh, I go, that's, that's not right, man, what you did to that guy's motorcycle. Know what the fucking guy says? He goes, I'm going to leave a note and say it was your car. I'm like, oh, my God. And I honestly said, said to the guy, bravo. And I go, so then I go to him. I go, you know, you can't stay there either because I'm, I'm, I'm going to fucking put a note on the motorcycle saying it's your fucking car. So know what ends up happening with this? Even though I was not in the wrong, I was parked nice, and he was the one that hit the motorcycle with his fucking car. We both had to leave the spot because we didn't trust each other. I didn't stay because I didn't trust him that he would come back and uh, either do something to my car or write some kind of note on the motorcycle that I caused the damage, and he couldn't do this. He couldn't stay either. So we both get in our cars and begrudgingly left these two spots, and they're valuable spots valuable spots i don't remember what happened but i think uh, i think we had to drive around for at least another who knows I, I would assume like 20 or 30 minutes to get another spot but there you have it that's the shit that goes on all the time and and with these motorcycles you got the vespas the motorcycles you got um some of the fancy bikes that now go like 30 miles an hour they all park in between the cars and they get fucked up all the time because you can't see them when you're trying to back out of one of these uh, one of these uh, side street spots. So I'm hoping I can get back to doing this on a very regular basis very, very soon. But like I said, the back has been very problematic. I did have to sit in this car for an hour and a half. And I said, well, at least try to, try to get something out there. Um, but I know as soon as I stand up from sitting for the next hour and a half, my back's going to be locked up. And once again, I will look like... A grandma in Queens going to the supermarket. That's what my back will look like. I will be like this, walking down the street. And then I'll slowly, slowly force my back ah, to, uh, what is it called, vertical? I think that's vertical. And then uh, it'll just be achy for the next hour or two. And then I'm going to have to go home and ice it. And then I'm going to have to lay on a hardwood floor with some pillows under it. This, this is what I've been dealing with for like two and a half weeks. Are you going to visit the mole people, Frank White says. Um, I don't know if there's any mole people down there anymore. You know, the one time I went, it's the Amtrak tunnels. It's pretty close to here, actually. It's right off the West Side Highway on the Upper West Side. Um, maybe I could take a picture where you could go in. And then you have to trust. This is the this is the scary part. You got to trust. You never mention a chiropractor. I no chiropractors and their voodoo. 
I went to a, chiropract a chiropractor once and he brought out something that looked like a rake. And he said, this will make your back feel better. I'm like, get the hell out of here. And then he lightly brushes me with this rake. And then he had some kind of hammer that he's just hammering on the bottom of my feet or whatever the hell he did. And I went out, out of his office feeling way worse. I don't believe in chiropractors. I just know when my back is this bad, the best thing I could do is just fucking lay around until it heals, unfortunately. So the, the, uh, where the mole people are, it's the old Amtrak uh, tracks. It's right off the West Side Highway. It's, uh, it's, also, it's, it's also right there where uh, Riverside Park is in um, kind of like the 70s, if you need to know. You have to walk along the West Side Highway, and then you'll see a hole that the city uh, covers up all the time with garbage. Actually, they've they've gotten really good. They 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 put gar instead of fixing the hole, they put garbage bags in there that really smell. And I really believe they put like human feces and other crap and dead rats and stuff in this area, so you don't want to dare go through it. But if you know which one it is, you remove the garbage bags, and then it's a dark hole. I actually did this with uh, Moses, Moses Gates, back in the day. And then then there's an opening, and it's right next to the West Side Highway. And then you have to be trusting, and you slide your body through this hole, and it opens up to a gravel uh, hill that takes you all the way down to the tracks. And then, uh, and then you do some exploring. And back in the day, I don't remember. I think uh, the last time was the late 80s, maybe maybe early 90s. There were thousands and thousands of people that lived in these tunnels. And that's how they lived. And they would come up during the day to, um, to try to make some money. And then, you know, when the sun was going down, they would pop some manhole covers or, or do what I did. There were all, all sorts of um, uh, entry points. And they would go down there and live. And it was like a shanty town, man. There was one documentary that was made, and it's really hard to find, but it's in black and white, and it's called, I think it's called The Mole People of New York City, I believe. It's an amazing documentary. Um, and they show the shanty towns, and they're watching TV down there because they tap into the cable or whatever. And then they break the pipes so they could shower, so they got just running water all day long. And that's how they showered. Uh, but all that's been cleaned up a long, long time ago. But when me and Moses Gates went, there was a cat lady down there that wasn't home. We were like, we were way into the tunnel. I mean, way in. You have to walk all the way to almost Harlem to get the fuck out. Because everything is uh, blocked off. You can't get out. Uh, you, have to, you have to go all the way to the, um, to the entrance where the trains come in around Harlem before they go underground. And that's how you can get out. It's near the... Um, it's, uh, you get out near the hill for, uh, which tomb is it? Grant's tomb, I think. Is he the one that's, uh, buried way up there in Harlem? I think he is. Okay. That's where you get out. So you have to walk underground for a couple miles, man. And, uh, as we're going, it's pitch dark and we forgot flashlights. So we're, we're we got light coming in from the grates, uh, from above. And then he goes, Hey, I, I want to go over here, uh, for a minute. And I'm like, what the hell? It was pitch dark, but he, there was a ledge. And uh, Moses Gates, uh, Moses Gates starts uh, calling this lady's name. I forgot now. And he goes, oh, that's a bummer. She's not home. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, she's one of the last people that still lives down here in the tunnels. I'm like, holy crap. I could only imagine what it would look like, you know, uh, 
up on this ledge and it was and it was uh you know it, it went back into complete darkness but i would have went up there if the lady was home and then Moses goes, uh, she lives up there with a ton of fucking cats. I'm like, no shit, man. But it was an absolute uh, amazing adventure. I don't know if I would do it again. It was kind of creepy and scary, but it was uh, it was fun. And, and the other thing that's really cool about it, there's uh, some great artwork down there. True artists. Because there were guys that would go down there. And so the greats uh, from above that, that are part of uh, Riverside Park... The sun would uh, beam down into the tunnel, and that would be the only place where you could see light. And up against the wall, these New York City artists from back in the day would would uh, paint and spray paint these gorgeous, and I mean gorgeous, murals. If you Google it, you could see some of them online. But unfortunately, then you got the assholes that got to tag it, and, and they ruined it over the years. But some of these pieces were absolutely stunning that you would uh, check out. In a, in a museum for sure. Um, but I think they were true artists because they didn't really give a fuck. You got to think, you know, this was way before the internet. They're in the tunnels and they're expressing themselves because the light comes down almost like it's a perfect uh, museum display. And they would just put these beautiful pieces on the wall knowing at the time that very few people would ever see them. That's a true artist right there. But now, because of the internet, you know, millions of people have seen these things because uh, over the years they've they've checked it out. Is Opie waiting to get into a, a parking spot fight so he can watch live? No, man, I, I blew it because I had a confrontation with the guy in front of me. Um, maybe I'll go out and see how he's doing. Cool story, bro. Thanks, sir, Blake. I don't know if you're being a dick or not, but I think it's a cool story. I think it's uh, an experience that most people have never had. Uh, you can Google this yourself. There, there was a time there were there were thousands of people that decided to live uh, like that, and honestly, it became a thing. It became like, in a weird way, a thing to do, especially if you were like into drugs and partying and stuff. You know why not? You know the shelters in New York City are legendary for being really, really uh, dangerous and scary. So. If you could, like, just at the end of the day go underground and, and feel safer, why wouldn't you do that? But I can only imagine the uh, the amount of rats that were down there. Holy crap. Speaking of which, that's the one thing I've noticed since moving back to New York City. There's rats everywhere, and they're running around during the day. Maybe not down this particular street, but um, I walked the dog... Uh, in this one park that uh, never saw a rat before we, we took the year, year plus off and uh, lived at the ocean. Everyone's talking about uh, the rats. You see them in, during the day just running across the path. And then you could see the rat uh, trails through all the brush. Oh, my God. There's got to be thousands of them now. If you're seeing them during the day, that's not good. That means those particular rats are so desperate for food that they're popping up uh, during the day. Because usually they scavenge, uh, scavenger uh, at night, more or less. When we're all uh, safe in our apartments. People moved out. Rats moved in, John Court says. One is sitting in his car streaming right now. Look at Mark James trying so hard that he just pulled his back out. Uh, where are you at? I'm in the 80s in New York City. On the Upper West Side, just sitting in my car for another 20 minutes, and then um, and then I'm good for a week. 
This is what my life has become, man. There was a time I was just wheeling and dealing. Money was falling out of the sky. And I'm like, hey, bada boom. Here's $800 for parking. No problem. And now I'm like, what? And then I woke up and said, wait, $800 a month parking? Get the hell out of here. I'll save that money. No problem. And I'll make something of it. So now I'll just kind of live stream when I have to sit here and do this. Should I go to that guy? Because I'm running out of, uh, oh, we only have 13 minutes left. All right, I'm going to go to that guy because you guys, you guys been cool. All right. So I had a problem with the car in front of me yelling and screaming. I think I'm going to defuse the situation. I'm mostly going to defuse the situation because I don't want my car fucked up. So let's, uh, let's go talk to the guy. This could be uh, good or bad. Bro, he doesn't want to talk. I just want to make sure you're all right. Are you good? We're good? All right. He was on the phone. He, he was trying to ignore me. I banged on the window, and all he did was give me two thumbs up. So I think we're all right. I think we'll be all right there. Be careful, dude. I've been in the city a long time, but you're right. I used to be way worse, way worse. He gave me a couple thumbs up, so we should be good. I hope you're trying to get killed. No, man. Let's be honest. Uh, we all profile. No one wants to say this out loud, but we all profile. If that was a different character in that car right now, I ain't leaving my car. Let's be honest with each other. But I profiled him. He didn't seem tough when I was yelling at him earlier. His dog gives it away. He's got a little foo-foo dog. Now, if there was a pit bull in that car with him, oh, I ain't leaving this car. I ain't leaving this car. Look at this guy. Uh, stop acting tough, dude. I'm getting a headache from that. Are you? What? Then go away, Sonny, you weirdo. I wasn't being tough. I'd stick up for myself. And I told you why I did it. I'm not trying to be tough. I'm preventing my car from uh, having a broken window because he was so mad he's going to circle back here and do something to my car. That's the real reason why I did that. I'm not trying to be tough. I'm making sure uh, he doesn't, you know, put nails in my tires after I leave this uh, this car. Um, oh, I'm pumping up my, um, my Instagram finally. You can follow me over there as well. Uh, I've been doing some lives from my Instagram, so... It's OP Radio and Instagram. If not, whatever, man. It's all good. Have a good day.